guys welcome back to another episode this is optimus fields at my living truth and we're at block height 682,143 and the current price of bitcoin is $56,694 so tonight I'm doing the presentation and as you can see on the video it's called bitcoining is hard until it isn't this was a tweet thread that I put out about a year ago I am uh, working it into an article, and I figured this, this got a, a lot of wisdom from a lot of Bitcoiners, and I thought it'd be good for people to hear. And I'll, I'll put the tweet, the original tweet in the description so people can look at everything that everyone answered and, and give you the most bang for your butt. So without further ado, this is Bitcoining is hard until it isn't. All right, so guys, first off, you got to understand these truths. So... As this slide says, here's a few truths you must discover if you want to be a strong-handed hodler of last resort. And this this wisdom, as I like to call it, didn't come easily. Uh, these these truths came at a combined cost of well than more than 100 million sats, so one Bitcoin. So don't take this lightly. Listen closely because I pulled a lot of this information from a lot of my Bitcoin friends, a lot of my toxic maximalist friends. And I put it into a thread and it, it got some pretty good traction last year. And it's funny because it still gets some love here and there. So guys, this stuff may sound simple. It may be cliche at this point. But if you're new to the Bitcoin space, then please listen up. You, you don't want to have to go through the experiences that we have. Because like I said, you will lose sats and you may never gain those sats back. So understand these truths and your life will be a lot easier. First off, the first point is everyone's a scammer. So you just found out about Bitcoin. You're here to save Bitcoin. You, you see shit coins are pumping much. Wow. New paradigms, fat gains. Well, guys, do yourself a favor. Sit down and read. Everyone's a scammer. I'll wait. Pause the video. Go to NakamotoInstitute.org, the mempool, and read everyone's a scammer. A classic article by Bitstein. He even has a soundtrack for you to listen to it. So honestly, pause this video if you haven't read that and go over there, read it, come back, and you'll start to get an idea. And as a Bitcoiner, if you've been around for a while, then you're very familiar with this, this meme that everyone's a scammer. And furthermore, sometimes even you're the scammer. You scam yourself out of your Bitcoin and you fall for the the fiat gains the short short term high time preference thinking and you get impatient and you see shit coins pumping and and you listen to this guy and he's got a pretty presentation a pretty website and you lose your position you trade out of your bitcoin position and you wreck yourself so if you haven't paused pause this video right now honestly and go read everyone's a scammer we'll wait it's a must read. Okay, so the next point. Oh. All right, the next point, guys, is hodl. Don't trade. I know you've heard this meme around. 
especially if you're a Bitcoiner. I think all Bitcoiners always say the same thing. HODL, don't trade. And so the art of HODL is easy once you know why you HODL. So in a world where insane kleptocrats make money printer go burr ad infinitum, a hard cap asset that is verifiably scarce is invaluable. Understand the 21 million Bitcoin meme because honestly, that's probably the only meme you really need to know is there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoins and no more. So the Bitcoins you have now, treat them special treat them as the rare commodity that they are they're literally the rarest thing on the earth there's no more than 21 million and they won't ever make more so you want to huddle those especially in the world that we are now where money printer go burr where the dollar is just being printed literally until infinity i i should have put uh, the neil the neil kashkari meme of, of crazy eyed guy telling us that they can print the dollar into infinity so sell bitcoins at your own peril because you'll never get them back and like my friend right here in the corner psychedelic el barto says just hodl it's literally the simplest thing to do but it's also the most complicated thing to do especially when you're in a bull run and at times when you're in a bear market so right now we're in a bull market there's a lot of shitcoin gains. There's a lot of this hopium going on in Twitter where everyone is chasing Doge and ETH and whatever new shitcoin that's shiny on the block that's much more better and quicker and all this other bullshit about that they tell you, that they scam you out of. And you may lose your position. So literally, guys, just hodl. Don't trade. Personally, uh, I tried trading. I don't like trading. I don't want to be a trader. I don't want to look at charts. I just want to hold Bitcoin and go live my life. It's literally the simplest way to accumulate wealth. I know the meme and the heuristic in, in our world is that you can't save to make money. You can't become rich by saving. Well, Bitcoin has a way of flipping that script on its head. Literally just hodl your Bitcoins and keep stacking. It's the way. So the next one, like I said, you can't hodl a shitcoin. Your shitcoins may pump. Your shitcoins may make a quick buck. But if you really know the game, they're not long-term plays. And I like the idea of I play long-term games with long-term people. Hence why I hodl Bitcoin and I don't even look at shitcoins. So like I have up here, I know, I know your shitcoin's different. It's going to change the world. It's faster, more better, more decentralized. It's going to 589 or if you're a Doge person now because Doge is all the rage, it's going to a dollar. And if it goes to a dollar, we get rich, blah, blah, blah. We've heard it before. It happens every cycle. But I hate to break it to you, Chief. It just ain't. So say it with me. There's Bitcoin and there's shitcoin. And we have Warren Davidson right here. Uh, uh, Max, a uh, Bitcoiner in the breaking the fifth wall part of Congress, right? I'm pretty sure Congress. And even he knows there's Bitcoin and there's shitcoin. Just get that through your head. Nothing is Bitcoin. And the more you look at hash rate, the more you look at the decentralization of Bitcoin, the more you start to understand how powerful that 21 million meme really is. And the more you're just like, yeah, I'm going to hodl. I don't want to trade and I'm not going to trade the hardest asset for 
a weaker currency for weaker money because that's really what you're doing. You're holding the best money and everything else is trying to knock Bitcoin out of that position, but they just can't. And the more you learn, the more you dive down the rabbit hole, the more convicted you are and the more you realize that you can't hodl a shit coin. So to continue, the best way, guys, to do this is to dollar cost average. I know people will tell you the best trading strategies and they may differ, but as an average person with average means, the best way to get Bitcoin exposure is to dollar cost average. But if you happen to be someone with money, go balls deep. What are you doing? Don't hold on to dollars. You're losing value as we speak. Literally dump it all right now. Go all in. This is financial advice. Don't sue me though. Just go balls deep. What are you going to do? Hold dollars? Dollars are trash. Come on, guys. Like, we are literally in real time going through the process of hyperinflation of the dollar. We have yet to feel what that's going to do to our currency. But if you have been alive with a pulse, you've known that they're printing trillions of dollars. I think the the actual statistics is that they essentially doubled the base money supply during this whole uh, bear bug scamdemic. So guys, just get your money into Bitcoin. Buy a certain amount every day, every week or month religiously. Remember your Bitcoin ABCs. Always buy consistently. So the idea with dollar cost averaging is take your take your paycheck. Basically, you know, depending on your conviction, put one tenth away, if not more, and just save that and hodl into Bitcoin and just do that every time you get cash flow in. If you're more of a diehard convicted Bitcoiner, and and as my friend uh, Friar Haas says, if you want the price to be stable, put your nuts on the table then do it every day. Buy a little Bitcoin every day. Over time, it adds up. If you don't have a, more of a cash flow, if your income is a little more relaxed and it's every other week or every two weeks or even maybe monthly, then set aside some money. The, the wisdom from the richest man in Babylon is put one-tenth of whatever your earnings is aside and save that for the long run. If you're more convicted, then you know, by all means, make sure you pay your bills, make sure you can eat food. And then what you're trying to stash away for the long hold, put it into Bitcoin and do that consistently. As we got Matto down a tweet right here, he says, target moon, win eventually, stay humble and stack sats. So if you're following along, all this information is kind of adding atop it's, it's each other. You know, first you realize everyone's a scammer. You realize people are trying to scam you out of your wealth, your your earned wealth if you hodl. And that person may be you. And so you need to hodl your Bitcoins. And one of the first things you need to understand is that you can't hodl shitcoins. And then you need to understand the 21 million meme. And then you need to understand that, you know, the best way to usually do it is to dollar cost average. So this is all uh, a prescription for you to make your way through the minefield that is the quote-unquote crypto industry or the crypto asset space and it's essentially just buy bitcoin hodl it dollar cost average into it and hold it into the future so the next one exchanges aren't wallets guys this is probably the biggest hurdle that i've personally noticed with people that i get into bitcoin 
is when I try to get them to make that leap from buying on an exchange to making their own wallet and writing down their seed. It's it's a paradigm shift that people uh, have a hard time grasping. So I think we're just so familiar with custodial wallets, with with banks holding our money, with trading on on different kind of apps on the internet or or even trading firms where they hold your assets, they hold your stocks, and you just kind of get them when you want them. But in Bitcoin, that is a risk. You don't want that third-party risk. Exchanges aren't wallets. So you should never leave your Bitcoins on an exchange for long-term storage. I don't know how many stories I've heard of people that have done that and have wrecked themselves. You do not want to be sitting here kicking yourself in the ass a few years down the line because you left your Bitcoins on some exchange and then they defaulted on it or they had a hack or any other freaking attack vector that can happen. So to be honest, you should self-custody your Bitcoins as soon as possible. And there's, there's some heuristics on this because... If you're buying small amounts of Bitcoin, then you don't really want a lot of small U2XOs. You don't really want small chunks of Bitcoin piling up in your wallets because then later on you might get hit with fees. So judge it on your own perspective, on, on whatever risk tolerance you have. So, you know, maybe to you a lot of money is a couple hundred bucks. Maybe to you a lot of money is a couple thousand bucks, etc. So just kind of, you know, gauge on your spending habits, how much Bitcoin you buy consistently and withdraw it in, in intervals, in, in times that you know you're not going to hit yourself with fees down the line, but it's not too much Bitcoin on an exchange for too long. So the sooner you hold those private keys, the better. And hopefully you know what a private key is, right? If not, Google it. That's something you should know. Get yourself a wallet, write down your seed, your private keys, because you don't want to get Gox. I have this meme here of the MT Gox exchange, and that's one of the biggest historical events in Bitcoin where a lot of people got wrecked. They were using the exchange as a wallet, long-term holding, and now those people don't have those Bitcoins. So you do not want to be like them. There's countless, countless examples of exchanges getting wrecked and losing people's holdings. And so the best way to combat that is to withdraw your Bitcoins from any exchange into a wallet that you own. It's simple, really, once you get used to it. And next, run a full node. I think really this one I should name use a full node, but running a full node is the meme. So how do you know the Bitcoins you just bought are real Bitcoins and not fake coin? You use a full node. So your node verified that the coins you receive are playing by the rules that you choose and are able to trace every transaction back to the Genesis block. Hopefully that wasn't just gibberish to you, but essentially if you run a node, then you know for a fact that you are playing by the Bitcoin rules and you want to be using a node to verify your transactions because you do not want to be hoodwinked. You do not want to think you're using Bitcoin and you end up on another chain. This is the one of the main revolutionary aspects of Bitcoin is that you can verify everything on the network for yourself. And the only way to do that is by running a full node or using a full node. Like I have here on the slide, no node means you're trusting that you own Bitcoin. Don't trust, verify. That's one of the biggest Bitcoin memes around. 
is you don't want to be trusting people. You want to minimize your third, your counterparty risk, and you want to verify everything as much as possible. And the best way to do that is run your full node. There's a lot of fancy, really cool ways to, to get a full node. And there's a lot of easy ways. Like I have here in the bottom corner, this is Bitcoin Core. This is the oldest uh, implementation of Bitcoin. This, this software goes back to Satoshi. And you could still run it on, on the laptops and old computers today. So definitely figure out how you want to run a node. Figure out your technical level. Figure out if you want to spend some money to get a really cool case maybe from our buddies Crypto Cloaks. There's a lot of really cool ways to run a node. And it just depends how not just convicted you are, but what your aesthetics are. You know, if you just want to run it on, on a computer that you boot up when you need to verify a transaction, that's all cool. If you want to have a really cool centerpiece to your house that looks like a really badass router, then go check out what our friends are doing over at Crypto Cloaks. Uh, BTC Sessions has some really good examples and, and tutorials on how to run and create Bitcoin nodes. But essentially, run a node, whether it's a Raspi Blitz or you know your old computer you need a node to verify your bitcoins and furthermore if you're trying to get people into bitcoin you might need to uncle jim them you might need to be their node so at least they're trusting someone that they personally know because you you don't want to be in a situation where you're trusting someone that you can't even get in contact with and they do something that you don't like so you minimize this by running a node so again use a full node it's it's paramount in my opinion. You want to be using a node. There's there's a intellectual leap and educational leap that you have to take for most people, but you definitely want to be using your own node to verify because at least you know that personally all the information you downloaded goes all the way back to the very beginning of Bitcoin and you can verify this for yourself without trusting anyone. So again, run a full node, use a full node, don't trust, verify. And here we're going back to the memes. The, the, the reason most people are here is the price. The price gets you in. Number go up will be most likely the reason that most people get into Bitcoin or at least will dip their toes in the Bitcoin. And like my friend Alex Fetsky says, I came for the money, but I stayed for the money. So what he usually means by that and what I literally loved is that most people get called to Bitcoin because of the price. The price goes up, the this asset starts to appreciate, and it does crazy wild movements. But after a while, once you go down the rabbit hole, the price is the least important factor of Bitcoin. There's so many other indicators. There's so much other information besides the price that is more important. Like my buddy Nico always says, the hash rate once you understand what's going on with the hash rate, you just literally ignore the price. So like I have on this on this slide, just, you know, ignore the price. We're all here to see number go up, but don't fixate on the price. Zoom out. In time, price dips will be seen as an opportunity and price rises bittersweet. Because like everyone I know, all the Bitcoiners I know, as much as we love Bitcoin price, number go up, it kind of hurts a little bit because you now have 
a less opportunity of acquiring sats, acquiring Bitcoin. And it's it's not that good of a feeling when you realize that your dollar is losing its value and you can't get as much Bitcoin as you used to get in the past. There's a there's a mental shift that has to take place where some people can't cross it. Some people will only buy or only have the Bitcoin that they bought in the past and the price has risen so much that it literally hurts them to buy more. And then there's other people like a lot of my Bitcoin pleb friends that they realize there's nothing else to save in. So at any price, Bitcoin is a good price. Literally until we get to the fabled hyper-Bitcoinization, all sats are cheap. Especially now, we're roughly around 57,000. We all feel that the price is going to explode. We're most likely going to be seeing hundreds of thousands by the end of the year if things play out like we believe. And if you zoom out far enough, up until the millions. And I'm not even trying to give you some hopium and make you FOMO into Bitcoin. But if the narrative, if the thesis that Bitcoin maximalists have then Bitcoin will take share value from all other assets. And if that plays out how we believe it will, then there's no point in even looking at the price. You just try to get as much Bitcoin as you can, acquire and accumulate as much Bitcoin as possible, stack sats and stay humble. And the only number you should focus on is how many sats are under your control. Hoddle for dear life. Hold on to those sats and continue to buy consistently. Always buy more sets. Um, I forget who created the heuristic, but the meme of it doesn't matter what the price is. The only thing that matters is that you have more sets today. And so like I have here on the bottom left corner, I have the game Hungry Hippo where everyone tries to get more balls. That's literally how I envision Bitcoiners right now. We're just out here trying to get the most Bitcoins and no one can stop us. It's just all right. It's a friendly competition between Bitcoiners. Do you have more sats than me? Literally doesn't matter. Just can I get more sats than myself yesterday? And if you can just continue to do that, keep your horse blinders on, ignore the price and acquire more sats, then in the future, your grand, your great, great grandchildren will be happy and call you a legend. And I have on the bottom right corner, I have the uh, plan B stock to flow cross asset model. Say what you will about the model, but it seems to be working out. And it gives us an idea of where the price of Bitcoin is going. So, you know, you can look at price, but honestly, ignore the price and you'll you'll live so much better. Like me and Nick always said, you know, Bitcoin Zen is a state of mind and you don't even look at the price. You just know Bitcoin's ticking, you know, blocks are coming in and you know your sats are under control and you're gaining more sats. So ignore the price and just stack literally what you need to be doing and then to just continue on that that uh that theme of well if you're not looking at the price what are you going to be doing well keep learning you're going to have to up your bitcoin game whether that's learning austrian economics or learning to code or learning what's under the hood of bitcoin or learning better ways to secure your Bitcoin, looking at different wallets, different hardware, the latest updates or upgrades like Taproot. There's always things to learn about Bitcoin. And Bitcoin is multidisciplined and forever changing. So you literally won't get bored. 
there's times where you literally will have to unplug and try to gain your sanity because you're so overwhelmed with information. So continue learning, continue upping your game, and just you, you're never going to stop learning. You're always going to try to get better because the better you have a handle on Bitcoin, the better your life is, and the, the more sats will be under your control. So never stop learning. Bitcoin is a way of life. You're, you're in for the long run, man. If you are a Bitcoiner, if you're stacking sets, it's like blood in, blood out, man. You're, you're, never, you're, you're never out of the gang until, you, until you're dead. Uh, asterisk, Bitcoin is in the gang. <laughs> and we're, we're getting close to the end. So one of the, one of the things that you'll start to internalize after you start doing all this is you're going to start to enjoy yourself. It's like I have here. What's the point of fuck you money if you don't say fuck you from time to time? So be brave. Be bold. Be a Bitcoiner. You know, a lot of people won't like you. It's okay. It literally doesn't matter. But, you know, like Biggie said, more money, more problems. So go out there. Do what you think is best. Align with people that are like you. You know, find like-minded people. Find like-minded Bitcoin plebs. Speak your mind. Say the crazy thing. You know, like, I'm, I'm not for everyone, but I don't have to care anymore. If people don't like me, then fuck them. You can't cancel me. I have uh, a money. I'm, I'm on a monetary network that can't be stopped. It can't be canceled. I can't be, um, you know, like, censored. My money I can send to whoever I want. And with that, that understanding comes a certain sense of power. And you start to realize that it's like, man, you can't cancel me. Okay, with that idea, it's a powerful idea. Now what can I do? I can enjoy myself the way I see fit. And everyone doesn't have to like that. But it doesn't really matter because as anyone that is awake in this digital world in the 21st century knows, the best way to cut off something you don't like is to cut off their money. We saw it with Julian Assange. We saw it with Alex Jones. We've seen it with various deplatformings. The first thing they do, well, actually the second thing they do, because the first thing they do is they cut off your voice. But after they cut your voice off, the second thing or the first thing they do is they cut off your money. Because if you don't have money, how are you going to survive? Starve, starve the enemy. And then as, as Sun Tzu says, starve your enemy and sit by the river, and a long enough time frame, you'll see their bodies float down the river. So treat yourself. Say what you want. Say the crazy thing. Do what you want with life. It's your money. No one can tell you what to do. Like I said earlier, what's the point of fuck you money if you got to bow down to someone and you can't say fuck you? This is what it means for me to be a Bitcoiner, is I can do whatever I want, and you can't cancel me. Within, within you know my ethical and moral code. I'm not I'm not a savage out here, but it's still I'm a savage. You know you know what I mean? <laughs> and last this is the the last slide. This one may be a little little more controversial to some people, but reclaim your privacy. As Bitcoiner, as someone that has opted out of the matrix, of the fiat system, you want to try to reclaim your privacy and it happens slowly. You you're not going to do it all at once. And if you're just the average Bitcoiner, then your your initial privacy won't be very good because we're coming out of the fiat system and 
that system is a system that is based on no privacy. So you're going to have to learn these tools. You're going to have to figure out ways to reclaim your privacy, whether that's in Bitcoin or just being on a digital, a native digital person. So learn CoinJoin, try to get KYC free Bitcoin, use VPNs and Tors, buy computers with cash so the IP addresses aren't directly linked to you. Use privacy focused emails like ProtonMail and Tutanota. And also, I, I didn't add it on this on this slide, but use privacy-focused messaging apps like Signal or Telegram with encrypted messaging. And, you know, drop Google and use other browsers such as DuckDuckGo. Maybe even drop your computer browser in general for a more privacy-focused browser. But you're going to have to do what you can to try and reclaim your privacy in, in this digital authoritarian world that we're living in where everything you do is tracked and marked and locked up in some database where you have no idea what they're going to do with it so our lives are completely digital and you may not be aware of what info you've leaked so try to claw back a little bit try to fight back and reclaim your privacy and again guys privacy isn't a crime you you have you have curtains on your house because you like some form of privacy. You lock your doors because you have privacy. Don't be one of these people that says, oh, I have nothing to hide. They can see everything because you're literally just putting your neck on the block. Even if you don't do much to reclaim your privacy, you should do a little bit to try to reclaim your privacy because, you know, you don't run around on the street butt ass naked. There's some things you want to keep private. And part of that is is your money. Like I said earlier, if if they can cut off your money, then they can basically cut cut you out of out of the world. So reclaim your privacy. Try to keep some things sacred for yourself. And again, I just want to reiterate, privacy isn't a crime. Reclaim your privacy. And that's the end of this this presentation. So thanks for listening. Uh, like I have up here, I hope you enjoyed this presentation. The accumulated wisdom in this thread has cost us more than 100 million sats. I can say that honestly because of all the Bitcoiners that I pulled in the thread, and like I said, I'll put the thread in the description, we've all lost sats just doing stupid things. Everything I told you may sound like a simple meme, but there's hard lessons that were learned to acquire this simple wisdom. And with that lesson comes losing a lot of sats. I, I know I could have said multiples of hundreds of millions of sats to gain this wisdom, but I'm just giving a, a conservative estimate that it's only 100 million sats easily. So I hope you don't take it lightly because we've paid our dues. You can be clever and learn from our experiences, or you can put your hand on the stove. It's your choice. Literally, if you follow everything I've told you on in this presentation, in this thread, your life is going to be that much better and your Bitcoin journey will be that much easier. I wish someone would would have sat me down and told me this when I first got into Bitcoin because I would have more Bitcoin today. I wouldn't have lost it in boating accidents. I wouldn't have wrecked myself. I wouldn't have got scammed out of my Bitcoin and my hard-earned wealth and potentially my generational wealth. So guys... Please listen to this and and don't take it lightly. You know, maybe rewatch it and and 
try to embody the the wisdom because this this is not just a a vapid presentation of of what you should be doing and i'm not here to tell you what to do with your bitcoin i'm just telling you from our experiences from mine and my friends this is the best accumulated wisdom that we could be giving someone new to the space and if you follow this little roadmap then trust me in a few years from now you're going to be living a much better life than you are and if you're already living a great life it's just going to be that much better with the cherry on top. So I hope you don't take this information lightly. And this was Optimus Fields at My Living True. And this was a presentation for Bitcoin Kindergarten. Thanks for listening. That was a great presentation, my dude. <laughs> Thank you, Nico. Uh, uh, guys, do you, you guys have some stuff Crushed. that you want to add? Maybe Maybe some other wisdom before I sign off? That, that was that, fucking awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, bro. Hey, Jim. What's up? Yeah, it was good. Awesome. Um. All right, guys. Well, with that, I uh, I'll sign off for this episode and hang around for Teachers Lounge, and we'll go in on some topics. Thank you. <laughs>